You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, January 10th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. The U.S. population shrinks and its effect on housing. We have some interesting results from the United Van Lines 2021 survey. And we have a multifamily market update for the Puget Sound area. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Forensic Building Consultants, experts in multifamily due diligence assessments, construction design review, and more. HFO is your leading multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. The U.S. housing crisis only gets worse as the population shrinks. Declining populations in many cities mean that more people are moving to fewer places where affordability will get worse, not better. News that the U.S. population barely grew this year, together with ever-falling birth rates and a decline in immigration, raises the possibility that the nation will be shrinking in the not-so-distant future. So fewer people should make the housing market more affordable for those that are looking for it, right? Well, don't get your hopes up. People tend to not want to live in shrinking places. And if the U.S. population starts to decline, it might lead to even less housing demand in stagnant metro areas and an even worse housing affordability crisis in the smaller number of places that continue to attract new residents. To start with, a country without any population growth doesn't need to have a growing housing construction industry. That will lead to consolidation among home builders and building material supply chains. If you can't grow profits via greater sales volume, you try to do it via reduced competition and cut costs. That means tightly controlled housing production, the exact kind of behavior that we've been seeing from publicly traded house builders as they've grown their market share over the past decade. All else equal, that will tend to keep housing supply in check and make housing more expensive. When it comes to housing, it might be better to think of the U.S. country as 384 metro areas, plus 50 million Americans who don't live in places big enough to qualify as one. In 2021, the U.S. population grew just 0.1%, the lowest annual expansion rate since our nation's founding. But housing dynamics are best viewed through the different metro areas that are growing and shrinking. Of the 384 metro areas, 72 had declining populations in the decade leading to 2020, according to the census. By population size, the largest of those shrinking metros are Akron, Ohio, Syracuse, New York, and Toledo, Ohio. A quick search on Zillow shows there are a lot of houses in Toledo for under $200,000. That's great news if you're looking for a house in Toledo, but the bigger impact might be that people don't want to move to Toledo if they interpret a declining population as a sign of fading prospects of the region. There are another 39 metro areas that grew between 0 and 2% into the 2010s. Imagine that those places actually started to lose population in the 2020s due to a continued decline in birth rates and immigration. At that point, you're talking about much bigger metro areas, eight of which have more than a million people, including Chicago, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Perhaps favored neighborhoods in those messages will remain desirable. The loop in Chicago, for example, and waterfront communities, but the overall negative momentum could result in more people wanting to leave and fewer people looking to move in. And that will put pressure on the remaining areas that are fast growing. Only 67 million Americans live in metros that grew at least 15% in the 2010s, like Austin, Raleigh, and Boise. While there's room for further growth in all of them, we've seen affordability issues pop up over the past year. And it's unclear just how quickly infrastructure and homes can be built in pace to keep up with demand. Existing residents increasingly tend to look unfavorably at the influx, which they blame on rising congestion, inflation, and culture change. The housing dynamic is similar to the concept of climate refugees, if you think about it. The idea that the impact of wildfires, hurricanes, and floods will force people to flee from dry and hot places in the west and coasts in the southeast to more resilient parts of the country. The parallel with population growth might be something like demographic refugees, with Americans looking to leave the ever-expanding numbers of places with falling populations 
to move to the smaller number of places that are still growing, providing better job opportunities and hope for the more prosperous future. So while there might be plenty of affordable homes in Toledo and Akron, that won't solve America's housing woes. It just means that demand in Austin and Boise or wherever people want to live just grows and grows. United Van Lines Moving Survey of 2021 places Oregon at number eight for inbound migration. After ranking number two the past few years, Oregon has fallen to number eight for inbound movers in the annual survey. The report ranks the following states as the top 10 destinations in the U.S. Vermont, South Dakota, South Carolina, West Virginia, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, and number eight, Oregon. Specifically, the Medford, Ashland, and Eugene Springfield areas. That's interesting and of note because, as we've said in our past podcast, the tertiary markets within Oregon have seen a huge influx in investment. We will be continuing to watch this as time goes on. And then the number nine spot, Idaho and 10, Rhode Island. The report indicated the top outbound states for 2021 were also New Jersey, Illinois, New York, Connecticut, California, Michigan, Massachusetts, Louisiana, Ohio, and Nebraska at number 10. How is the multifamily rental market doing in the Puget Sound area? With its economy back on track, Seattle is recording strong rental fundamentals. As the economy in the Puget Sound area gets going again and people move back to the city centers, rents are also steadily increasing. Through September, Seattle rates rose 2% on a trailing three-month basis and 10% on a year-over-year basis. The slow pace of delivery since the outbreak of the health crisis kept the average rent of 2,046 well above the national figure of 1,558. As of July, the metro's unemployment rate was 5.3%, with Seattle regaining over 100,000 jobs year-over-year. After going through a rough time in 2020, the Emerald City's economy is bouncing back, mainly powered by tech giants. Amazon plans to expand to Bellevue and create 7,000 new jobs over the next few years, while Microsoft intends to continue work on its Redmond campus expansion, which will eventually accommodate 8,000 employees. Moreover, Seattle landed in the ninth spot in the Urban Land Institute and PricewaterhouseCoopers ranking as the top real estate markets to watch in 2022, which is bound to further boost its overall appeal. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. Our latest video features Toya Bueller discussing Delaware statutory trusts. HFO TV videos are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Department Investor blog, available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.